0: Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Come in. Welcome. I'm Tommy Brown. The same love makes the world go round. To which we can add, love can also make the world go flat. Love unrequited, love disappointed, love misdirected can create more havoc than war itself. Indeed, the history of the world has demonstrated that love can be more dangerous than hate. Ah, well. The fact that love is a gamble. And therefore, there must always be winners and losers. I had experience of the world, my lord. I have no doubt of that. I have seen how the mighty have fallen, how the powerful have been humbled. And do you know what has brought most of them to disaster and disgrace? Tell me, sir, a woman. Yes. A woman has been the cause of all their trouble. I agree. And do you still choose to play this hazardous deadly game, my friend? Just as a woman can bring a man down to defeat... So can she raise him up high to victory. Life, death, what is it all but a cup of the dice? Our mystery drama, His Fourth Wife, was written especially for the mystery theater by Sam Dan and stars Russell Horton. I'll be back shortly with that one. Cromwell, Cromwell, had I but served my God with half the zeal, I served my king. He would not, in mine age, have left me naked to mine enemies. This cry from the heart is from Shakespeare's Henry VIII. The advice is being given to an ambitious, on the courtier named Thomas Cromwell, who promptly proceeded to disregard it. The year is 1538. My name is Hans Holbein. I am the son of Hans Holbein. Like my father, I am a painter. I have come to England for my native Germany. Why? For the money painters must eat. I agreed to paint the portraits of two women, and thus alter the history of Europe. My story begins when King Henry VIII spoke to his minister, Thomas Cromwell. Not as an emperor, Major, but as a lonely, frustrated man. And, Drummond, what progress are you making? Uh, Progress, Your Majesty? Uh, Don't don't play the fool, Bray. You have you you found me a wife? Uh, Your Majesty, I. You haven't. Uh, Then I know why. You oppose my getting married again. Oh, no, no, Your Majesty. Then why do we dilly and dally and delay? The King of England cannot marry just. Anyone. But the King of England wants to marry someone. Thomas. Thomas will know me. I don't like to be lonely at night. I, I, I want someone <laughs> to As far as that goes, is there any number of willing ladies who No, Cobble. No? Uh, it must it must be with she must be my wife. Is this good King Harry? No, oh, Thomas. Harry no longer. Good king a good time Harry is dead. Long live King Henry. I can no longer dally adulterously with any lady who happens to take my, my fancy. And may I inquire, if even at the risk of my head, why not? I I, I must set my subject an example, not in literary, but in virtue. A chaste and virtuous Henry Tudor is indeed sire, a new image. I, 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 I want a wife, Thomas. How do you understand? Yes, Your Majesty. I... I want a son, but your majesty has a son. Well, two arrows in the quiver are better than one. Besides, my poor little Edward is sickly. He's weak. How long can he live? We pray to a ripe old age? Uh, Come. I mean to have a wife. Yes, your majesty. And all has been said and done. These old bones are cold at night. I understand. No, you don't, not yet. You will one day... And I will see you here tomorrow morning. And you will have the name of my future wife. Of course, Thomas Tromwell already knew her name. But for political reasons or practical reasons or whatever previous reason to his he had chosen to delay the revelation. But on the very next morning, when he reported to the royal chamber, he pronounced the name of the woman who would become the fourth wife a uh, King Henry VIII. Anne, the Duchess of Cleves. or oh. uh, The sister of William, uh, Duke of Cleves, uh, Juliet, Gelderlandenberg, uh, Count of Machia, Dutrania, and Ravensburg, and uh, Lord in Yes, I, I, I do not propose to marry a gaggle of Dutch and Flemish provinces. I want to marry a woman. <laughs> a woman, beautiful of face, firm of flesh. A woman, soft, Yes. So she is all of that and more. Uh, oh, yes, yes. Well, 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 how old is she? Uh, oh, she is 24. Oh, you know? this is an old maid. A paragon of beauty. Then why is she still a spinster? Well, her brother is waiting for just the right match. Sire, believe me, she is a splendid young woman of outstanding beauty. And besides, we must have an alliance with the Dutch and German states. Thus, we checkmate the Spaniards and the French. Oh, believe me, Your Majesty, this marriage was made in heaven. She is tender and sweet and intelligent and healthy. She can bear children. And she is your candidate, Thomas. Well, I'd like to believe, Your Majesty, that she is England's candidate. Now, yes, yes, right. now, no, no, tell me about Christina. A uh, Christina? Yes, yes, Christina, the princess of Gemma. Oh, that's Christina. Uh, oh, there are those. There is absolutely no practical value in a Danish alliance. And you know nothing about her? I have all the information. It is just that I did not think. Uh, 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 well, well, continue, Thomas. Uh, yes. Um, she is young. Uh, Sixteen. Uh, 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 the purest bloom of a woman's beauty. I a fancy plays the new... Oh, like an angel. Ah, uh, bookish. Oh, they say she is the most accomplished young lady in Europe. Oh, she speaks Latin and Greek and writes poetry and taint. Anne of Cleves matches her virtue for virtue and is a greater value politically, economically. I strongly advise... Oh, on I, that said. Said, I know, I know, I know, I know. Thomas, it comes down to this. Which of the two is the more beautiful? beautiful? <laughs> Have them brought here. I'll judge for myself. Oh, uh, we are not dealing with livestock, but with ladies who are princesses in their own countries. They cannot be created for inspection and placed, as it were, on the block. Oh, so well then, Thomas, what do you suggest? I depend upon you for I... De- Wait, sire. Look. Oh, yes, Your Majesty, where? At the portrait. The painting of my beloved Lady Jane. Oh, the poor girl. She was she was the life for me. Why did she die? God, where well, why did she die? Oh, well, sire, she... No, 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 say nothing, Thomas. You don't know either. At the portrait, is it not the exact likeness? Oh, yeah. It is if the frame were a window and she were behind it looking at it. Yes, 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 and the painter, I see. He has not just been merely faithful to his feature, but he has captured the essence of my Lady Jane. She has found her spirit. Send for at once. Master Holbein, I have a commission for you. Your Majesty? You are to go to the court of William, Duke of Cleves, and paint me a portrait of his sister Anne. You will also go to Denmark and paint the likeness of Princess Christina. Now, is that clear? When can your Majesty arrange for my departure? Oh, 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 I like you, Master Holbein. You cut right to the heart of the matter. Now, consider, I want the exact likeness... Nothing is to be altered in any way. Neither of them is to be flattered. No uncomplimentary feature is to be softened. Oh, no, is that clear? As a man, I am your majesty's servant. As a painter, I am my own master. My Lord Cranwell. May I come in, Master Holborn? <laughs> I am honored. You, uh... You know, of course, the reason for your commission, Master Holbein. I can guess. We can say safely that you have the power to name the next queen of England. I believe the king will make that choice, my lord Cromwell. No, no, you will. It depends on what he sees in those paintings you will make, and he can only see what you choose to put in. Is there a motive for this visit, my lord Cromwell, or have you merely come to wish me God speed? <laughs> Ah, Master Holbein, you are truly a man after my own heart. So, my lord, it isn't often that one has a chance to strike a blow for one's country. Mm. Whose country are we talking about, my lord? Your country. An artist has no country. He has his paintbrush and his canvas. I believe that a marriage between Henry and Anne of Cleves is in the English nation's best interest. Not to mention your own. A prudent man always knows how to combine patriotism with art, And so, my lord, what is it that you require of me? It would also be profitable for you if the portrait you paint of Christina of Denmark be less than flattering, and the one of Anne of Cleves be more profitable. Five thousand gold marks, my lord. My hand can only paint what my eye can see, of course. And your eye can see a great deal, for shall we say, ten thousand, <laughs> my lord, I shall paint both ladies. I shall commit to canvas what is there, not a shade less, not a brush spoke more. Ah, twenty thousand, my lord, I thank you for your offer. But you send me away empty-handed, <laughs> not quite, my lord Cromwell. I shall give you a piece of advice. Let him marry whom he pleases. Oh, but I cannot. May I ask why? I must control his new wife, because if she does not owe her position to me, she will owe it to someone else, and he will replace me in the king's favour. Hmm? You play a dangerous game. The royal court is a dangerous place. The king is a dangerous man. I look at his face; I feel all his passions. Sometimes it seems he makes a man his favourite only to devour him later. Yes, one must know how to deal with him. Is there a way? Oh yes. For all his bluff and hearty exterior, for all his extravagances, he is at heart only a child, which makes him even more dangerous only to those who do not know how to handle children. Which is, of course, the most difficult and demanding task in the world. Yes, a child. A child with the awesome power of life and death over millions the power to destroy, pardon, condemn, wage war, declare peace. There was something childlike about all the great tyrants of history, something willful, irrational, unpredictable. We shall return to our politics and matchmaking in Renaissance England shortly. Enough. When we think of King Henry VIII, Many of us picture, an obese glutton, with a table manner, who married a seemingly endless procession of unfortunate women, each of whom he beheaded soon after the ceremony. Actually, the legend has become very much larger than life. While it's true that Henry may have married often, he did not marry lightly, and each wife was the center of a political maelstrom, which could and did destroy an entire royal court. Watching the scene that is the catchment with his painter's detachment is the famous contemporary artist Hans Holbein, the younger. I had decided to take Christina of Denmark first. It was arranged for her to meet me in Brussels, where she would pose for the portrait. She received me in the palace of her uncle, the Duke of Flanders. At the sight of her, I caught my breath. Blonde hair. Blue eyes, delicate features, very common enough, perhaps. But there was a quality in her that transformed what would have been merely pretty in a lesser ladies, the lady to sheer radiant beauty. Master Holdon, Your Highness, you are considered the finest painter in Europe. I thank your Highness for the compliment. Mm-hmm. Well, sir, to business. Uh, no. Not business, but pleasure. I find you a most interesting, attractive, exciting model. I would have you know, Master Holdine. I am here under protest. I have no wish to marry King Henry. May I ask why? Because I do not have two heads. When he cuts this one off, I'm quite finished. (laughs) I am not here to defend King Henry, but... Actually, those stories are not true. He has only had three wives. He is almost three times my age. I want to marry for love. A princess must marry for policy. But not a, a, a gross libertine. Tell me, Master Holdine, with whom am I competing? Anne of Cleves. Anne of Cleves. Oh, may the good Lord have mercy. I'm not. What are you saying? Anne of Cleves. Might be ugly for you, would still be beautiful where most women are concerned. How can I marry Henry of England? How can I marry him? Master Holborn? Yes. I am Duke Charles of Jutland, your grace, uncle to the princess. I understand you have been commissioned to paint a portrait. Yes. For the edification of King Henry. So I have been told. Ah. Mm. Let me come to the point, Master Holbein. It is of vital importance to Denmark for our princess to be chosen. Uh, You can appreciate our position. I can understand. Excellent, Deuteronomy. It's always joy to speak with a man of the world. Uh, we, We would certainly express our gratitude in a most tangible manner. You need only name your price. I have no price. Your Surely you must comprehend what I've been trying, as I've already told someone else who made me a similar offer. My hand can only paint what my eye can see. And I could also see that this would be the time and the place where my fortune could be made. I could become rich beyond my wildest dreams. And after all, what was it to me which one of them would become queen? I did I could collect from the partisans of each lady. Well, I could. But I didn't. And I really didn't even know why. Do you still want me to hold this pose, Master Holdon? Master on uh, Oh, uh, uh, no, no. Uh, relax for a little. Is something wrong, Mr. Holden? No. Then what is it? I'm not sure. Is something happening to you? Yes. Something is happening. Inside me. What? I'm dying. Dying? Are you ill? I'm sick at heart. My soul is shriveling. My blood is turning south. Have you consulted a physician? This is a disease no doctor can cure. Why? Well, what is it called? Henry the Eighth. Oh, I see. I feel that the the light is going out of my eyes. I know. You know. I can see. What are you saying? Can you actually see inside of me, Master Holborn? Come here. Look at your portrait. <gasps> Exactly the way I, I feel. Is it? Master, you have painted me not the way I look, but the way I feel. Have I? Truly? Yes. Oh, yes. Please, this is important to me. Because if this is true, then I am no longer just a maker of pictures. I am... I am an artist. Yes, Master Holguin. You are an artist. An artist. One who paints the soul of his subject not just the outward tap. Yes, if this is my soul, or oh, what my soul has become. You see, my face, pale, pinched, strained, my lips thin, bloodless, and my body, tense. There is no, no lightness, no joy. This is what Henry has done to me, what the very thought of Henry has done to me. You will not have to cut off my head you the tires of me. I am almost dead already. I looked at that painting, and everything my father had tried to teach me about art happened was revealed to me. Yes. You paint what is within. You, you paint the life for sure and reveal the soul. Of course, not everyone was as filled with it as I was. Why isn't she smiling, Master Holborn? I don't see her as smiling, your guest. But she has such lovely teeth, and her face appears to be lighted with sunshine when she smiles. I don't see the sunshine. Her lips are not that thin. And why is she parting? Why her... Why am I asking this question? I know perfectly well what you did and why you did it. I painted what I saw, your face, And I'll tell you what that was. The color of Thomas Carmel's money. We know he favors Anne of Cleese. Let's take the future on her. And to ensure that future, let's first make sure of you. What was the pointing argument, Mr. People believe what they need to believe. I could never convince him that Cromwell hadn't dragged me. But one person in the palace at least was happy. Oh, oh, Master Holpheim, how can I ever thank you? <laughs> I see your highness has come to life. it's yes, as if I had just been born again. How mm, so fortunate that I am not required to change you now. <laughs> it would be a different Princess Christina. And this one would be the most desirable woman in Europe. Perhaps one day you will be able to paint that Christina. Yes, but King Henry shall never see that painting. When shall you see this one? When I have completed the portrait of your rival. My rival, stop. Oh, I wish her true success. He will consider both pictures at the very same time. Oh, please, Master Holbein, make her beautiful. Your Highness, my... I know, I know. Your hand can only paint what your eye can see. And so, I journeyed to the castle of Duke William of Keyes. But I had no sooner settled in and prepared my pain than I had a surprise visitor, my Lord Cromwell. And how are you this fine evening, Master Holbein? May I ask what my lord is doing here? Oh, we people who live by intrigue, our work is never finished. I am merely constructing my political bridges. One would hope you are not burning them, my lord. How did you find the Danish princess? Is she as beautiful as they say? Mm, Their words cannot describe that beauty. I dare say. But has your painting done it justice? Mm, That will be for the king to decide. Master Holbein, to reopen a certain something My answer will still be the same. Is there no way you can be persuaded? No, I would advise you to think it over, carefully. You must consider where your own best interests lie. I am a painter. At... I have no interest other than my art. I have been sent here to fetch you, Master Holbein, and to conduct you to the Duchess. If, of course, it is convenient. By all means, my lord. Present Europe's greatest living artist, Master Hans Holbein. Oh, um, yes. Uh, what, what do you think of the weather, Master Holbein? I, I, I believe we're having a, a drought now. I am sorry to hear that. Um, uh, you're great. Uh, shall you be ready to begin sitting for your portrait uh, tomorrow morning? Oh, oh, of course. And, um, uh, what would you like that I should wear, Master Holbein? Um, uh, blue, I, I believe. Blue? oh. I, I prefer green. You see what, what I'm wearing now. Your Grace, green is not a good color for you. It isn't? Oh, I, I, I never knew that. All my gowns are green. I, I have nothing blue. Oh, it doesn't matter. Mm. I can take in the gowns. Oh, no, no, no. I want everything to be perfect. I, I'm sure one of my um, my, my ladies must have a, a blue gown. Please, please, excuse me. Of course, Your Grace. Uh, she's not good-looking, but she is good-hearted. She is the logical candidate from every point of view, Holbein. And that doesn't care a thing for logic. She's only concerned with beauty. Oh, she's not really homely. Look at her closely next time. No, she's not really homely. It's just that she's so ungainly. <laughs> because she's been brought up in one of these solid Flemish courts. But she can be civilized. Dancing masters can teach her to carry herself gracefully. All she needs is polish. Perhaps. Hold on. Let me try to make you see things our way. As I've already told you, and as I shall keep telling you, my hand can only paint what my eye can see. That seems to be his slogan, doesn't it? But you never can tell what his eye can see. Because as we have already seen, his eyes can see what may be hidden from us. After all, the most mysterious power in the world is that special gift of sight that is given to the great artist. At any rate, we shall see what we shall see when I return shortly with Act 3. <laughs> King Henry VIII of England fell madly in love with each of his wives. But he fell madly out of love with each of them later and rid himself of them in various ways. So what does it prove, except that he was, as the philosopher says, human, all too human, and being a candidate for the marriage bed of haughty King Henry it was a serious business for the ladies concerned. Actually, it was a matter of life and death. I looked at Lord Thomas Cromwell, and I looked at him with an artist's eye. Never had I seen a face so composed, a manner so serene. Such an air of supreme confidence. How is it, possible? He was a man who said could very well be on the executioner's block. My lord. Yes? How can you champion the cause of Anne of Cleves? The very sight of her will arouse a fury in your king. In my young king, perhaps. But Henry is older now. Age does not dim a man's by for beauty, nor his desire for it. Despite what Henry says, he does not want a ravishingly beautiful woman. He does he? No, Master Holbein. He is conscious, yes, all too aware of his limitations. And what are they, my lord? Well, the limitations which come to all of us with age. Therefore, he seeks to remake his image. He should become the chaste. A virtuous defender of the faith, an example to his English people. So sure, of it? he told me so himself. He is of it. Could it be another of his quickly passing fancies? An aging rake. She is no one in this world so much as a beautiful woman. Knowing that his powers are failing, he will always feel that she is secretly mocking him. For your sake, my lord, I hope you are correct. Good morning, Master Holbein. Good morning, Your Grace. I, I, I'm ready for you, Master Holbein. I found the blue gown. So I see. But what would you like me to do? Say anything, just uh, sit there. I'm not supposed to talk. To no, just sit and talk to me. Talk? Oh, uh. Um, what my... is it? Well, I, I don't do that very well. Talk. But why not? Uh, I, I don't know. Oh, yes, yes, I do. You see, it's because I feel people are always laughing at me. Why? And because of the things I say. They're really quite stupid, you know? I don't think so. Oh, darling. you are flattering me. You think the things you say are stupid? Aren't they? Oh, oh, are you actually thinking, Mom? Yes. How can you paint and talk to me at the same time? I find that the talking to you brings out certain aspects of your character huh? that are not visible when you are silent. You talk as if you are painting a character. I am. I didn't know that. Has anyone ever told you that you have a rather attractive smile? No. I wonder why not. You smile very rarely. Very... Ah. Because I very rarely have anything to smile about. You're smiling now? Yes. Because I'm thinking of Henry. Henry? Mm-hmm. Yes. I am in love with Henry. But you hadn't even met him. I know. And of course, you realize it is a marriage of state, of convenience. It, it isn't a love man. Yeah, but it is for me. I love him. You do? hmm. <laughs> more than twice your age. Uh, I could tell you things about him. I know everything that I love him. I don't understand why. I love him because he will make me queen of England. Ah, I see. I wonder if you really and truly do. Do you know what it means to be Anne of Cleves, Duke Williams fat? clumsy, sister. I think you're being very hard on us. No, no, I am being truthful. I repeat what is common gossip. I am a burden to my brother. I am an embarrassment. My only value is my body. My unattractive body because this ugly body of mine can be used as a pawn to bring him an alliance with his debtors. So far, there have been no takers. And now, suddenly, what he scarcely could dare to dream of may come true. He may actually share the wealth of mighty England and be brother in arms to King Henry. Uh, Don't stop talking. Well, tell me more. More of those things that light a fire in your eyes, give a regal lift to your head, fill your entire body with comfort. Comfort. Talk about Henry. Talk. And tell me more. It went quickly. Never did I have such an exciting subject. Never did I see deeper into the soul. I was like a man in a dream. But it was an exciting, exhilarating dream. I was hardly aware of the canvas. I only had eyes and ears. My love will be deeper, truer than any Henry has known in the past. And do you know why? Tell me. Because... He will do more for me than he did for any of the others. How? He made each of them his queen. But each one of them could have survived without the honor. Catherine of Argonne was a woman of wealth and power. Anne Boleyn was beautiful. She was desired by so many men. Jane Seymour was a lovely woman, a daughter of one of England's greatest family. Each could have found happiness somewhere else with someone else. But Henry is my only hope. Yes, I know. He is older, which means he needs more from me. I will be his wife. I will be his his daughter. I, I, I will be his friend, his, his nurse. <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect. Is, is the painting almost finished? I hate to let go of it. Uh, what does that mean? It means that this most marvelous labor must come to an end. Yes. Yeah. May, may I look? Of course, my dear. Oh, oh, that isn't me. It isn't? Why do you say that? I, I look in the mirror, and then I I look at the candle. Look a bit more closely. Now, say that isn't you. Say that isn't your spirit, your innermost feeling, your longing. Oh. Say that isn't the Anna, please, you always wanted to be and am pleased that you are not your soul. Well? Yes. Yes, it is I. But, but how did you see it? I thank the Lord who has given me this gift. It is a great gift. And I shall thank him by always using it to show the truth. And now it was time to go back to London. And for that breathless moment when the king would inspect the results of my labour, uh, each painting was placed on an easel and covered with a drape. Both drapes were raised at the same time. Uh, she, she is absolutely magnificent. Which one, your majesty? Are you blind, Cromwell? Who would want Christina this mean Peach faced Viking, this cold, frosty, party spinster. Oh, Anne, my Anne of Cleves. No, no Cleves no longer, but England. Oh, she shall be Anne of England. arranged for the wedding Cromwell, at once, sire. Finally we were permitted to withdraw. And I returned to my quarters. If it had ended well, I thought. The one who despised him was spared. The one who adored him was chosen. Holbein, you shall shall have 20,000 gold pieces. My usual fee is 500. That is all I shall accept. I don't understand you, Holbein. I am only just beginning to understand myself. But as we grow older, perhaps some of us grow wiser. And now what, my Lord Cromwell? The king is old and sick. His son is young and sick. In not too many years, both will be dead. Anne will be Queen of England. But Henry has daughters who are in line for the crown? That is not true. Mary is the daughter of Catherine of Aragon. That marriage was annulled. Therefore, Mary does not exist. And Elizabeth? She is the daughter of Anne Bullen. That marriage was declared illegal. Therefore, Elizabeth is illegitimate. Mm, You play dangerous games, Lord Cromwell. (laughs) (laughs) They are the ones with the greatest rewards for the winner. And the most devastating penalty... For the loser. Preparations were made to receive Anne at Hampton Court outside of London. She would land at Beale and travel through Dover and Canterbury. But Henry, aflame with love, could hardly wait. No, he would leave London and surprise her at Rochester. Yes, he would burst into the room and sweep his beloved into his arms. Well, he into the room. But... Uh, Anne, 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 Anne. Where is my darling Anne, my sweetest Anne? Step forward, your grace. Say something. Anne, Anne, where are you hiding? Uh, <laughs> how, how, how do you do, Your Majesty? Uh, yeah, yeah, who are you? Your Majesty, I present her grace. Anne, the Duchess of Cleves. You? You are Anne of Cleves, I right? Well, uh, yes. I I, I hope that your grace has had uh, a pleasant journey. Oh, yes. uh, uh, The weather was fine. What does your majesty think of the weather? It was a disaster. I looked. She was the same dull, unresponsive, clumsy girl I'd seen at first meeting. Gone was the animation, the spirit, the fire. I prayed silently, please, my dear, show that you love him. Don't be afraid to show it, to feel it, to say it. Do that, and he'll see you as I saw you, as I painted you. Show him, show him. But all oh, she showed him. Lord, it was a uh, catastrophe. Your, uh, your Grace, I, I'm sure you've a long and tiring journey. P- perhaps you would like to retire and refresh yourself for a dinner. Uh, yes, I, I would like to nap. Uh, I always do in the afternoon. Oh. I, uh, I will see you at dinner? Uh, unfortunately, no. Urgent business requires me to London. Oh. Well, we shall meet again shortly. Yes. Goodbye. 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 Cromwell. Your Majesty. What were you thinking of, Cromwell? Oh, yes, she represents the best value. Damn your soul, Cromwell, I am not buying a horse. It will be a most felicitous marriage. No, Cromwell, it will just be a marriage. May I plead with your majesty not to make a hasty judgment? We will discuss this further, Cromwell. Cromwell, gather together your gold, your silver, your jewels. Sell what you can for what you can get and leave the country. Stay here and you are a dead man. You think so? I see it in his eyes. I see it in his voice. I have managed him since Wolsey's death. I can still manage him. The game is lost, Cromwell. Save your life. Whether the game is lost or won, we who play it must play it to the end. And the end came in a year. Henry divorced Anne and beheaded Thomas Cromwell. And I, I was commissioned to paint a portrait of Henry's fifth wife, Catherine Howard. All of which goes to prove, I suppose, that it was safer to be Henry's painter than to be his matchmaker. And also safer than being his wife, poor Catherine Howard. She was the candidate of another power-hungry group. And when Henry tired of her, she lost her head and most of her allies lost theirs. Love and politics, they do make the strangest bed companions, don't they? I shall return shortly. (laughs) At the beginning of our story, we heard the plaintive cry. Had I but served my god with half the zeal, I served my king. Of course, the thought was originally expressed, Render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. And that's where all the problems begin when it comes to deciding what belongs to whom. It's sometimes a terrible and often a difficult decision to make. That's why we have so many stories of conflict, passion, and murder, all of which we present here for your enjoyment. Our cast included Russell Horton, Norman Rose, Earl Hammond, and Carol Tartel. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is Tony Grimes inviting her to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in Macau. macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.